0: Welcome to the Sentimental Writers Union, where it was better before. I'm your host, Kyle Newbridge, and I'm joined today by Gary and Gary. And that's that's it. Hi, Gary.
1: I count for at least five people, Kyle. We both know that.
0: God, this podcast is getting crowded. It's I like, know. Between you and me, that's like it's like 30 people.
1: I was thinking more 38, a solid 38, but. Nah. I mean, let's not be too pretentious.
0: How, um, so, well, we were going to have Trey on today, but he had a, well, it wasn't necessarily a last-minute thing as much as a, a, a thing that he remembered that he had to do the last minute. So you get to hear our two charming voices whispering softly into your ears. Um, that's I... fine, because <laughs> because I'm pretty sure Gary and I can totally... Hold this conversation. Right, Gary? What? Yeah. (laughs) All right. um, So the uh, topic I had on the books today was uh, beginnings for a couple of reasons. Uh, First off, the, uh, you know, we're both kind of starting new, well, not really starting we are in the beginning stages of new projects and like uh you know my comic is very much still in its kind of opening arc even though i've you know released two i guess updates and i've basically finished the third i it's still it's still it's in its intro phase story-wise and it probably will be for another couple of months unfortunately and it's got me really thinking about what i'm doing right and what i'm doing wrong um and i've also um just because of, for for completely unrelated reasons I'm watching the first few seasons of the walking dead which I haven't actually uh, I haven't actually done that before I've only watched the later I've only seriously watched the later stuff because what I saw at the beginning I didn't like at all <clears throat> and so that's given me some kind of unique insight um, but before we get talking about all that Gary do you have any thoughts on you know Beginnings? beginning things <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh honestly I've I've started way more works than I should have. Um my, my largest piece of advice, uh, especially for anyone who's who's newer to writing or, or hasn't actually completed something in its entirety, uh, is is honestly just get through them. If that means that, that the first sentence that you write Uh, ...or even the first chapter that you write... ...is comprised basically of... ...uh... ...so... ...hi guys... (laughs) ...this is the start of a thing... ...then... ...then you write that... (laughs) ...if that's what it takes... ...and you... ...hurry your ass all the way, you know... ...to the end of the piece... ...and by that time, you know... you'll, ...you'll be that much better a writer... And and you'll have what it takes to actually write the beginning that your story deserves,
0: and that's you know um, you know that kind of reminds me especially well with my novels at least I don't think I've ever once kept the beginning I started with I've always yeah yeah with both my novels I went through with the first draft and then just completely gutted the the the, the first chapter or so. Um cuz honestly when you start a story you don't really know where it's going till you finished it <laughs> mm-hmm. um
1: yeah i mean uh i i can say i've i've done a lot of the same stuff yeah uh the the uh the recent nano like not the um well no no i guess it was the camp nano um the one that i the one that i won <laughs> <laughs> uh or or the one that i won more recently anyway like I, I started it and finished it, and it it was it got really weird, uh, and and there are some great things, and I I certainly want to keep elements of my beginning, but it just like the characters have changed names and switched personalities, uh, there are main elements <laughs> of organizations that have completely been been skewed and and changed as well, uh, and so a lot of times it is impossible uh at least in my experience to keep the the same beginning that you have uh, that that you know you started with now there are of course exceptions to that rule i mean a lot of people get their ideas in the format uh point a and point b but mm-hmm. <laughs> that that doesn't change you know for for the majority uh, at, at the very least at the very least you'll need some some major tweaks
0: yeah i mean my first novel and you know the story gary but the uh, my first novel that i wrote was a kind of young adult new adult fantasy thing and right. you know i had a protagonist in mind i had their story in mind and i was planning on going through with that but there was a side character in the first <laughs> chapter that was supposed to die by like chapter three minimum
1: yeah i i actually do remember they, uh, this yeah
0: yeah they didn't die and they kept getting more important and they eventually became, like, I, I kept trying to kill them. And the amount of attention I spent on the story trying to kill them and then like, it just not making sense that they die there, it, in the end, made them a more compelling protagonist than the actual protagonist. So I basically just had to completely change up from the start and just make her the protagonist to begin with. Because <laughs> that was not part of the plan. And I still, like... I hate this character, not in the way, like, because, you know, people say that if you don't like your characters, your audience isn't going to like them. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of hate. I hate them because of what they have made me go through as a writer. <laughs> I love them as a character, and I hate them for that. Right. <laughs> uh, I mean, honestly, that
1: can turn into a whole, you know, Panzer versus plotter thing. Because... Mm-hmm. I mean oh. this this may just be my experience and I'm sure there are people out there who can write everything according to plan and it all works out great. <laughs> and I can have a basic plan. That's okay. That's fine. It, it's cool. Uh but more often than not it will be it'll it'll go in in a completely different direction. Uh now that doesn't happen all the time. For example, what I'm working with um with Thomas Cohen, at least in its own uh, it, its own little corner of that universe, oh whoops it 's a universe uh, anyway <laughs> at, least, at least in its corner of the universe, and the story of Thomas Cohen uh, so far i haven 't really hit any hitches that have surprised me mm. now and uh, and other things that at least for me have been more monumental in my development. Uh, things that have been more experimental, for example, uh, Devil Park, which is you know the the big satire piece with the devil and the carnival and all that uh, mentioned on
0: episode one of them i don 't know the first one maybe <laughs> it was it was pretty
1: early, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean those those surprised the crap out of me i i, mm. I, I didn 't expect that to happen, like period, I thought it was going to be really dark. Uh, dystopian, post-apocalyptic, and it turned into that. <laughs> I had no idea, absolutely no idea, that that was going to happen. And at least for me, that that is a big sign that you know a lot of stories tend to write themselves. And I'm not the only writer who has had experience with that. Sometimes the characters just happen to go in a completely different direction than than you know originally anticipated. And that's just, you know, that that's part of characters being a part of your subconscious, not necessarily your direct conscience. Uh, and so they they do go in different directions. They do speak in different ways.
0: Yeah, um, well, that, that reminds me of my current novel, which I still think the most effective scene in this novel is one that I wrote when I, I started a chapter. It was going really slowly. I didn't, like... I didn't like the chapter at all. I was thinking I was just going to have to cut back and start again. And then I just decided to drop a bomb on them and see what happens. And yes, literally, <laughs> I, I dropped a bomb on them. And it, it, it makes sense in the context of the, the setting. Spoiler alert. Yeah, no. The bomb falls, boom. And I had them survive. Like, like I, I just got in their heads and let them do their thing. And it's still my favorite scene. I, I, I'm about to get to that point in my rewrites, and I don't think mm-hmm. I'm going to have to change much, aside from the just horrid misspellings. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: actually am. I, I do remember you first first doing that, and mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I do remember how effective you, it was. It really put you forward. <laughs> you might have even been
0: in the room when I did that, or at the very least, like... Because we were for, doing that. Was this for Nano? I it, know. it wasn't... It wasn't for Nano. It was uh, right before Camp Nano, but you were helping me with my, like, keep well, no, I mean, and whatnot.
1: Because I know, I know at least, especially with you, that, that there were, there. there's actual Nano, and then there's when you apply all of Nano's philosophies and goals to another month and call <laughs> yeah. it a personal Nano. And, yeah, uh, it was. And that's what I'm it, thinking it was.
0: It was, yeah, it was in June. <clears throat> um, so it would have been, like, one month before camp
1: yeah yeah it was it was one of those it was one of those (laughs) yeah um and yeah i i remember that stuff happening um
0: that was such a good
1: scene though oh god and it it makes things up so much and i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's that's the great part of of it all you you can you are allowed and this (laughs) this is this is going to loop it back to beginnings by the way because we got Um, quite off of that topic (laughs) you are allowed to mix things up um uh i think it was i was i was taking a, a lecture under um andrew meredith uh who who was bringing up another book that i i don't recall the uh the title of right now um but anyway the idea was that as a writer you kind of have to let yourself uh flow with whatever you're mm-hmm. doing so say you're you're you know you start writing about the rain okay you you write a few really poetic sentences about the rain you you set the mood it's it's very it's very dreary and wet and 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 gloomy and hopeless then then all right well you're still writing about the rain so okay you elaborate on a bit of that it gets it gets maybe a little repetitive a little wordy and and you know you 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 keep on writing about the rain and it gets boring why because the story is not in the rain. The story is what's happening in the rain. And mm-hmm. so you write about whatever you're writing about for, for so long, uh, as long as it takes, you know, to, to get that idea across, just like you would with us, a, uh, a, any sentence, any essay. Uh, but you know, once you've finished talking about that, you, you, you end it, you go on to the next thing. and, and, you know, you just kind of let your mind meander because the odds are it's taking you somewhere and that somewhere Mm -hmm. is where you probably want to go. (laughs) So, you know, follow, follow those, those rabbit trails that actually come up that fit because well, if the key
0: fits then that means there's a door to open. Yeah. Um, which kind of reminds me like the, 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 problem i'm having with my comic right now and it's it's not that i don't know where to take the story it's kind of just like my pacing is all out of whack because of because of the format um i'm i'm basically releasing one update a month and the updates are essentially scenes i mean like sometimes if it's short scenes there'll be two scenes Mm matched together but i'm trying to keep like i'm releasing them in units and i don't know like it's keeping the pacing for that has been really really confusing and difficult and you know in in some cases it's i don't know some people still like it um i did have one friend that likes like i just wish you would like hold off and then release it all in one book and you know that's a valid um that's a valid complaint i feel like that that's by reader and even then like i will eventually probably be releasing these in some kind of book i don't know how
1: but I can I can empathize with that point. I mean uh
0: mm-hmm.
1: I actually I, I certainly get that <laughs> I get that feeling as well. Uh mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of, of this light because they are very small snippets. Yeah. But I mean I I certainly I certainly get that pacing thing because, you know, everything has to be so important. Um like my own my own experience with cereals, um was actually it, it was it was in high school, uh, and it was it was this character named Ryder, who was in a prison on the moon. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it was a newspaper serial, and and we kept on you know writing these arcs um, in in very very intense little bursts every paper, and they were they were you know maybe. And I'm completely guesstimating here five hundred to a thousand words uh, okay. and so you know you need to pack a lot in and so I write these really really short stories, and then you know it goes through the chain of editors and i I mess with it again and and ultimately I mean those 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 pieces uh after all of that refinement still stand so I mean. It can be hard at times to take that in, especially when you're when you're starting something and you have to have things like exposition. And you have to have uh, things that set the stage, but ultimately, I, I mean, I think it's worth it. Um, another another thing like that, if we want to cross mediums, uh, just a tad bit would be uh, poetry. Poetry is is such that you know every single word has has a lot of weight. And, and it has mm-hmm. to have a lot of weight because it's just a, a really short medium. Uh, even short stories are like that, though, to a lesser extent. And, again, it's just about how much can be packed into that small thing. Uh, not necessarily how small or large the product uh, will be. That being said, I mean, as long as you can pack enough into the story, and as long as people are still enjoying it, that's... Uh, that's that's ultimately the main thing
0: right? i mean like back on like comics and beginnings like well actually um I, I was a while back i was reading a kind of twitter debate or discussion i don't even remember what but it was uh this webcomic writer that i uh enjoy uh gray carter he does critical miss and erin dies alone and he was <laughs> discussing with someone about um you know, the difference between comics that are cater to people who just pick up, um, you know, where the most recent chapter is and yeah. um, <clears throat> seeing them one at a time and then the kind of archivists who go back and binge read it all. And I do think that of this light, my, you know, my webcomic is, it's it's much more for the binge readers, which makes it really difficult when I only have two <laughs> two updates out. <laughs> but at the same time, like, I can't help but, like, you know... Um, Aaron Dies Alone one of Gray Carter's works Um, it's fairly new and I started reading it right when it came out because I was already familiar with him and um, you know from the it's one page updates and now it's like it's two updates a week as opposed to mine once a month but it's one page and in that one page like you've got character you've got setting you've got uh, plot like all in one and I'm like how do I do that (laughs) Well, here's
1: the thing um, <laughs> that I, I learned from not even a professor of writing, uh, but of music, and and it's more of a general philosophy than anything. But the difference between you know sucking at something, and uh, and and just being a beginner at something. Now, uh-huh. I mean, you haven't written a lot of comics. Uh, you haven't even even pushed your artistic abilities uh, that far yet. And so that's that's a new thing for you, and and it's something that you know you you have to develop over time, uh, and that you know that goes with that goes with any skill. I mean, he's been around a while, that makes more sense for him to be good. In fact, it, it'd be kind of a problem uh, if if he you know weren't as skilled as he is. You, on the other hand, have only a couple of issues out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it it I mean you're you're certainly reaching the bar uh for, for where you are right now and, and that's you know that's that's the beginning of something. Beginnings are often just eh. Like in summary, like if if you if you take any if you take any show that you really like, you know, uh and you watch the pilot episode and you compare it to, you know, the finale, you're like that is a load of shit. <laughs> well wow. and, and yeah, it's more about, you know, did it hook you though? And and were you as, as an audience member able to just see the spark of potential uh that, that kind of brought you into the world. That's what you're going for in the beginning, not necessarily oh, this has to be great. This has to this has to be booming and bombastic and, and really bring the readers in. It it just has to be something that, you know, kind of catches Good their enough. attention it has to be enough if you want to go back and perfect it later you know that's okay but first things first it, it has to be there and it it's not only at least in, in terms of when you're writing it's not only for the reader but more importantly than anything it's to bring you the writer into that universe and and that's what you're going to go for in, in the first place you're, you're going to want to make it interesting for you to write and, and for you to you know, want to know what happens next so I mean there, so, there are different stages of this and your audience does shift you are part of it at some point then your friends are part of it and then the rest of the world uh, And I mean that, that's, that's just the nature of, of what it is at least for, for uh, most people
0: See, it was kind of funny you mentioned TV shows, because in my experience, <clears throat> seven out of ten times, the first season is the best season. Hmm. Not necessarily the first episode. Now, there's some that are. Um, One that comes to mind is Leverage. The, the first episode of Leverage, wonderful, amazing, would have made a great movie. Rest of the first season, pretty good. After that, it's just kind of, it's there.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my experience is... Uh, quite contrary <laughs> To mm-hmm. that well, uh, Though I mean honestly that, that depends on how big of a hit it is Who's writing, um, what changes uh, And whatever. sometimes
0: Sometimes it's like the, the concept can't be carried But one thing that totally fits What you were just saying And time for me to finally get back to that The Walking Dead <laughs> I was actually I, going to say Doctor Who But yeah The Walking Dead works with that too <laughs> Doctor Who fair. I also don't like the, uh, I don't like the beginning seasons of that. But t- I, since I mentioned Walking Dead, right. we'll, we'll get there. Okay. We'll get okay. there. Okay. Since I mentioned Walking Dead <laughs> at first, we'll start with that. I love the Walking Dead. That is to say, I like what I have been watching of the Walking Dead for the past two years, both with my dad before I moved and now with my dad like over Skype when it comes out. Like <laughs> so, like season five, season six. I, th- I think probably I came in a little bit like near the end of season four actually. That's been really good. Great characters, great character development. Each like season has its own kind of new format of storytelling. It's wonderful. It's perfect. I just had this really stupid idea that I have to
1: bring up before I forget it. And I need <laughs> to tell you so that I don't forget it. Mm-hmm. If I, uh, What I should do is I should come in like a quarter of the way in to the season 4 finale. <laughs> and then just oh. watch from there. Also, see, for the listeners, I have not watched The Walking Dead, and so this is where I'm having this idea, <laughs> and it'll be, oh. it'll be fun, because I will have yeah. no idea what's going on.
0: Well, see, when I first started, um, well, like, before I got into the newer stuff, my dad was binge-watching it, and I was unemployed at the time, and so I was in the house when he was watching it, so I'd come in here and there, and, like, the first two episodes I just thought were Awful. I couldn't get into the characters, it was really infuriating, uh, it just seemed like a standard zombie thing, and it was. And, you know, I came in here and there, oh, you know, here's something that's interesting. And then, again, when I I skipped, like, I, I didn't see anything in seasons three through four or whatever, yeah. and then when I finally came into the more recent stuff, the characters had changed dramatically in really cool ways.
1: Wait, what? Is
0: is that the same show? That's actually okay huh and so I've and so in the off season now I've been forcing myself to yeah. actually watch the older stuff and yeah first two seasons don't care for them a lot of characters are just infuriating and what's great is I know they die eventually because they're not in the first <laughs> season so I'm just kind of like sitting by like yeah bowl of cereal just Let's like Ooh, are they gonna die in this episode yes no please no Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, the most infuriating character I know doesn't die for a while. Because I actually, when I was popping in, I did see their death. And, oh, God, she is so infuriating. I wish she would just (laughs) stop talking. And it doesn't help that... Okay. Spoilers for The Walking Dead. (laughs) There's a character named Andrea, who is just a really irritating character. And I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to, like, do the whole woman... Uh, trying to empower herself and you know prove herself in a world full of men thing, yeah, that's great. In season three, she gets separated from the group and introduced. Like when when season three starts again, she is now traveling with someone who was doing that whole thing right and is an interesting <laughs> character. But <laughs> do not dare oh compare God. Andrea to Michonne. Michonne is so much better in every way, <laughs> and uh, oh I'm God. just like. Every time she talks, I'm just like, "You Shut up. can stop, please."
1: Shut up. Uh, oh my god, that that <laughs> kind of reminds me of.
0: And she also has sex with all of the just like really evil people and doesn't realize, oh, like, so that she's they're evil. A slut. But no, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying she has really, really poor taste to the point where it's like I know. I know. You know how there's always that character mm. in a TV show that will, like... It's usually a guy, you know, with who always sleeps with, like, the demon chicks or, you know, whatever. Like, whoever yeah. whoever this character falls in love with is yeah. inevitably going to be evil. That's her. <laughs> <laughs> <All
1: right. It's, laughs> it is just the way that it came out, guy. <laughs> like, the way that you made it sound. Just, I'm just throwing that out there.
0: <laughs> Anyways um and the newer stuff well okay i'm I'm at season three now and the episodes have officially become consistently not bad so like if you're willing to settle for like okayness i would start with season three because it also has a decent like re-intro point which you know another thing beginning wise seasons one and two Compared to season three, it really seems like they're like, okay, yeah, those two seasons were awful. Let's just start this over again. That's what season three seemed like to me. All right, you know what? I okay, I've I've been wanting to watch
1: this, so I I might I might just start in season three.
0: It might work. I mean, if there's a better jumping off point, I'll let you know.
1: But do that thing.
0: <laughs> now that my Walking Dead rant's over, uh, <laughs> you mentioned Doctor Who. <clears throat> yeah, I, now I, I did. It is something yeah. um now there's a couple of thing about doctor who could be talking about a couple of different things because the show itself is like 50 years old it's probably like what 52 53 now oh um let's
1: uh let's narrow it down just for for the sake of uh yeah just simplicity of, of everyone who's who's watched and and uh and and you know, it was less experienced. So let's uh let let's start with, you know, just the, the reboot with uh yeah. with nine and Eccleston and uh onward through uh through early yeah, Fapaldi. So. That's
0: wh- that's where I was getting at is we could be talking about the whole thing, but we're not. We're talking about the reboot, which is I don't know, like eight, ten years old now. Um Already? Well yeah. Because... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and Damn. There's a lot of... This This will be a bit controversial. I think you're kind of with me on this, is that we, you and I, we don't really care for Eccleston that much, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he he hooked me in.
1: Like, he was enough mm-hmm. to hook me in. But in comparison with the other people that there have been, he's, uh... He he, right. he he falls a little flat. Though, I'm not sure if that's just him, if that was... I think it was probably mostly the writing of the time. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, just... For people who are listening who don't know what Doctor Who is, it is a um, sci-fi British sci-fi show. Lots of time travel, lots of zaniness, um, and the, one of the defining characteristics of it is the actor who plays the protagonist changes. Basically, the Doctor, him, the, the main character, is called the Doctor, and whenever he is uh, succumbed to mortal injury, he can quote regenerate quote, and um, basically his just entire body burst into flames, and, uh, you know, a new hymn kind of responds, and, um, so the first actor in the reboot who played the Doctor was a guy named Christopher Eccleston. Um, now this, the show had been on hiatus for quite a while, and Eccleston successfully brought the show back, and, you know, as far as Gary said, like, yeah, he hooked a lot of people. I... Didn't even know about Doctor Who until, like, two other actors later. So I had another in. And yeah. compared to them, I just don't care for Eccleston. And I know, uh, you know, some of our friends love Eccleston. Uh, Darian, Darian Davis loves Eccleston. Um, but the, the intro kind of felt weak to me. Um, and, you know, if you have anything specific you wanted to say on that.
1: Well, I mean, again, I think a large part of it just has to do with the writing of the time, and and maybe to to a greater degree than it should be, uh, the resources, the resources. I mean, let's oh. face it,
0: some of some of the the effects were uh, see, astrigious. I don't. <laughs> well, I mean, like I the first episode of doctor who I ever actually saw before I like started following it all was, um, it was actually doomsday. It was the David Tennant episode where, um, the, it's the Daleks versus the Cybermen. <laughs> that's <laughs> a really that <laughs> weird, that's a really weird place to come in. <laughs> just Ooh. to anyone. Oh listening. yeah. Oh
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> and it has some beautiful funny moments. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> um, so I, you know, in one aspect You are better at dying! (laughs) I love that way more than I should. It's It's a hilarious line. Um, It's so beautiful, but it's beautiful. It's an episode with the iconic Daleks who, you know, to someone who doesn't, like, understand the. the weight behind the Daleks—they basically just look like, like flipped-over trash cans with wire beater, with wire egg beaters for arms, because uh, a, they kind of
1: a beater and was it, was it a plunger? Yeah, a beater a and plunger, a plunger. Yeah.
0: And and they have flashlights for heads. And <laughs> They look really cheesy in camp, and it's wonderful. Um, but so that's what I was expecting when I was actually going into Doctor Who, and you know, <laughs> it's it's hard to get <clears throat> once you have accepted the Daleks. You can kind of accept almost anything, I think. <laughs> so um
1: Yeah. Um I mean, okay, uh all of the effects aside, uh, because I mean I I just like from an audience point of view, especially a modern audience point of view, uh I just wanted to bring it up. But I mean
0: mm-hmm.
1: even even the writing was uh frankly not as good and and that's you know largely because they were trying to bring something back from the dead uh mm-hmm. you know they, they didn't necessarily know what they were going for with the doctor uh, i mean frankly they've still been fleshing out what happened Capaldi-ing in those yeah. years um between uh mm-hmm. the, the last one before Eggleston. and and you know they, they've taken their time with that they've they've Integrated new pieces of the backstory with Eccleston and Tennant and mm-hmm. uh, Matt Smith, Smith and John Hurt, and Capaldi. And, uh, they, they've they've taken their time with that a lot. And honestly, I mean, the writing, the writing had to fall into had to fall into its own kind of kind of mm-hmm. pattern. Uh, that was you know that there was its own of of today's writers. So I mean. That really hit well with uh, Moffat. I mean, Moffat really mm. took it to its
0: stride. Mm. Well, one thing that's one one other thing about Doctor Who is I I have observed just writing wise that every two seasons or so they actually have a new good intro point, mm-hmm. and um, well, and that that's also in conjunction okay. with whenever a new doctor, a new actor is is cast. The first season with them is always a little subpar, and it's kind of because each each actor is almost like they bring something new to the character, and the writers have to compensate. Yeah, they have to compensate, and they have to figure out how that works themselves. And so the first season is yeah. always kind of iffy. Eccleston only had the first, you know, the first season. I almost wonder if he had a second. Of
1: the reboot. Yeah, I, mean...
0: I, I think if he had a second, I might like him a lot more. Oh yeah, because David Tennant. His first season's pretty bad too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, like, in my opinion. um A lot of people haven't even liked Capaldi. Not to
1: mention how much of an acquired taste Smith was. hmm. Ah, it was so good after.
0: Yeah. But, uh, like, um. Yeah. But each. Like, every two seasons or so, there's a good jumping off point. So, like, um, what I'd recommend to people if you're starting doctor who I normally would recommend start with either season 1 if you're okay with just like rolling with things um season 3 if you just want to see David Tennant's pretty face and season 5 if you want the best <laughs> stuff <laughs> because <laughs> i i think season 5 is when the show really hit its stride uh-huh. and season 3 is doable and a lot of people like David Tennant and there's a lot of reasons to like David Tennant especially yeah. especially in David Tennant's third season his third season's probably one of the best in the show mm-hmm. But it's that's not a good entry point. <laughs> it's just that's a horrible entry point.
1: Um, I usually have people just start at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's workable. It's workable. I mean, as long yeah. as you're staying open uh, to doing yeah. a few things, and, and you're more invested in just the idea of everything, then it it generally works. Uh, beginning at at the beginning of it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's oh. that's my that's my little any measly push
0: mm-hmm. but you know thinking of beginnings and since doctor who has so many like kind of good ones <laughs> let's i'm just doing some analysis here so one of the things that makes a, <clears throat> excuse me a new entry point good for doctor who is normally a new companion is introduced not not every new companion mm-hmm. is a good jumping off point but so like season one Eccleston comes in, you got Rose, Eccleston can kind of, you know, everything gets explained through Rose, the new, the new um, kind of window for the audience. Um, Season two, Eccleston changes to David Tennant, but Rose is still there. So even though we have a new doctor, we don't have a new window, and it still kind of assumes that we know what's going on. But then you've got season three, when Martha comes in, who not a you know she's she's kind of a decisive or a divisive companion some people like her some don't but again it um explains things again a bit more and introduces her into this world and as she is introduced you're introduced and then fourth season martha leaves already and then donna comes in but donna she was introduced as a side character early on so she already knows things so it's not explained again Um, but then you've got mm, season mm. five you've got season five when tenet changes to matt smith and then amy pond is introduced as the companion everything's completely new and
1: new companion yeah and
0: that's one of the best entry points in my opinion
1: yeah um and and the great uh, i mean this is this is probably really obvious at this point Uh, but summarily for everyone, (laughs) basically the, the, the great part about this is it's providing an in, but not just any in it's, uh, it's not just, okay, the writer is starting over and they're going to give the, the, the same old exposition. It's a, a viable excuse to do that. That is, it brings in a new perspective similar to the audience's perspective, uh, for, for, you know a character to see and and for the story to see it actually gives a, a legitimate reason for mm-hmm. uh for explanation to happen and and also uh writing it back all the way to all the way to the beginnings <laughs> uh that's another part of important beginnings you can't just you you can't just explain things You have to lead into it, you have to earn it, you have to give it through a a workable lens. That is, you know, someone who's actually realizing this information with the audience can really amplify any emotion that it can get. And so it can be more effective uh, for, for, for everyone.
0: Yeah, and see, here's where we come back to my comic and some of the issues I'm having. I, just given the world and given the story, I don't have that easy window to the audience because um, everyone who's there, who, who's in the setting, has been in that setting their whole lives. There's The story isn't one of new things being introduced. It's, um, at least not yet. Um, and so I'm having trouble explaining things, especially with my limited space. Um, there, there is one common problem I see in a lot of writing I read, and that is the whole, like, as you know... Uh, paradox, which—that's basically when a character says, "As you know, the you know I'm the evil long king long. has been reigning over our country for millennia." Why would anyone say <laughs> say that? Why would anyone in casual conversation yeah. tell someone yeah, else exactly. something that they know they already know?
1: <laughs> um. And that remi- okay. Um. Oh. In terms of your own comic, because I've I've been I've been a bit involved in this and just seeing it and I'm going to try and talk in very vague terms so as to avoid spoilers Mm -hmm. uh after that scene that you were feeling ishy about where your boundaries should be Mm -hmm. okay uh do you think anyone's going to think that that was a murder because they haven't been explained to you know that that lovely graphic detail maybe <laughs> yeah yeah i i, I well, that just hit me i'm
0: like <laughs> are people gonna think that was a murder because maybe that's not. not
1: how it was maybe so not. you're gonna have to be clever about that
0: maybe not if i do in the dialogue if i relate back because that kind of um the thing that seemed like murder <laughs> is introduced in the chapter beforehand we are being very vague here. Did anyone even here. catch
1: that? Though, did anyone catch that? That's, that's, that's why I'm gonna have to. On.
0: I'm gonna have to tie it back.
1: Yeah, you're gonna have to tie it way back.
0: God, see, this <laughs> is this is the problem I'm having with this comic.
1: Um. Hey, at least at least but... you were given that info before you released it.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, no, he's awake. No, 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 no. It'll be fine. It'll be it'll be fine. It'll. It will be f- fine.
1: All right. Okay. All right. I just, you see, <laughs> I just I just wanted to be kind, and uh, and point that out before anything.
0: Mm. Well, I mean, it was something I definitely didn't account for. But I'm I'm going back for what happens in the rest of that chapter, and <clears> it'll it'll be fine. But see, this is this is the kind of problems I'm dealing with. I'm not used to this format, and I, it's really it's almost embarrassing to be releasing this serialized in that like i can't go back i can't change things i'm stuck with what i release and i'm I'm gonna stick with it and i'm gonna whatever happens it's gonna get better it's gonna be good and i i feel a little bit like um i feel yeah. a little bit invigorated watching the walking dead because i know this is it's a massively popular show tons and hundreds and millions of people love it mm-hmm. and it started out so poorly written <laughs> eric
1: and uh Eric and Lauren and I are, you know, in, in very early, uh, developmental stages for Stories for Monsters, and, uh, <clears throat> honestly, honestly, we're just, you know, we're, we're trying to get the, uh, the entire arc, the, the, the at least the entire first arc completely done and polished before we actually release anything. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, that that's just, you know, that's one approach that, that we're taking, and that kind of takes a little bit of that pressure off of of almost being embarrassed at something, uh, unless people hate
0: it from the get-go, which means that we just suck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I do have, like, there, there are a lot of reasons I decided to do what I did, and not all of them, honestly, were... were for the benefit of the story. I know the the one reason why I decided to start with just the one chapter released and then doing it monthly from then on was because like i had been working on the story for this thing for so long that I figured if yeah. I didn't just release it, I was never going to,
1: which is which is certainly a, it, it's 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 a valid point. It's it's a completely mm-hmm. valid point. And I mean different different projects require different kinds of pushes. Uh Mhm. So, I mean, some people, some people are okay with taking their time with a novel and, and, you know, taking uh, a year or two or three, just steadily chipping away at it. Other people, at least for that first bit of just getting it down, need something, and I mean need something, like NaNo. Uh, <laughs> they need to just push it all out at once uh, and then, you know, start perfecting it after that for a year or two. Uh, and and a lot of times those people will will take another month to hardcore edit it, uh, you know, Edmo. Uh, mm-hmm. And again, everyone everyone has a different process. Everyone has different needs as creators, uh, and, and that that applies to more than just writers. That applies to artists, musicians. Um, if you look at if you look at someone like Neil Gaiman. Neil Gaiman stuff is, is really intelligent and it's really it's really artfully abstracted uh, and, and worked out whereas
0: artfully abstracted that is the perfect phrase for Neil Gaiman
1: <laughs> yeah uh, whereas n- Amanda Palmer Amanda Palmer abstracts a teensy bit uh, but it is but raw it's, it's, and... it's very raw she makes something and it's you know she pushes it right out uh, mm-hmm. and, and that. You know that's that's just a process thing, and you know both of those people, uh, they're both great. They're both great. They put out great work. Uh, they're still both you know fairly steady. Uh, it mm-hmm. it's, it's it is an enormous variable that that's something that honestly people people just have to kind of work around and and hopefully accept and even enjoy.
0: Mm. What I do think I'm going to do with the comic is like, for this first, I guess you'd call it arc, well, not really arc, Arc. well, I'm still coming up with the terms for how I section up this story, but for what I think I'm going to bind into the first kind of book of it, um, I, I know the beginning, I know the middle, and I know the end of that story, and so for the next book after that, I think I'm going to start again, I'm going to try and do what Doctor Who does with giving another jumping in point. I'll, I'll give it another beginning, and then people can come back in if they want or they uh, can start from the beginning Um, yeah and that's because one thing like I, I don't regret just releasing it as I am because it needs to be out there I need to make it I need to release it I need to get it going and it is what it is I mean if it's awful I'll make it better and I just gotta I just gotta stick with that and I'm I'm stuck I'm stuck with it now that I've started it I have to see it to some sort of ending I and that's just a personal, um, cause it, cause if something isn't released, I can just drop it like a bad habit or not like a bad habit. Cause that's hard. Where was I? <laughs> um, if something is not released, I can just throw it away easily. Yeah. And that's actually something like I, I regret. I look back at some projects that I almost like that I tossed away almost as soon as they were started. I just feel really guilty <laughs> sometimes, but yeah, since this is out and people have seen it, people who aren't. Like immediate friends have seen it, I feel compelled to finish, see it through to some kind of end, at least.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, I've <laughs> I've been a bit harder on myself in in terms of with the late letters, and so mm-hmm. I I I have actually, you know, as you know, finished the uh, first arc of that. Um, but by the way, uh, I guess the next. The next letters come out in, in eight days. I need to give. Oh those shit! A, I, I need to give. Those I need to finish the art them. for those. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I I have the sketches, but um, yeah. um <laughs> let's do wow. that after this. I kept thinking, oh April, oh April. Like my deadline's not till the thirtieth. I have all month to do this stuff, and I forgot you're you're not on a day; you are on a date. Yeah. So it comes out on the twentieth every month, right?
1: Yeah. 20th every month um okay i uh, yeah
0: no i'll finish that tonight
1: (laughs) you know what i need to do i need to i need to work more on the on on the beginning of the second arc Mm -hmm. so i probably should actually i probably should try and try and give a better in uh you know okay i have i have two options uh one which has kind of been choppily starting for me or or two i could i could Oh, I don't want to give things away. Oh, that's the hard don't.
0: part. Let's just talk about the um, the structure because I do think your first letter, it wasn't a good intro, really. I mean, it was it was basically it felt like it started in the middle, and you know that's fine. And I you know the the, the work as a whole is still great. Um, but I, I almost feel like I would recommend people jumping in at number two, um, as I totally am not.
1: Pulling out Damn. my browser to see what was
0: number one and
1: two again, because <laughs> I wrote that. Okay, uh, number, one, no.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, number one. Go. Yeah, uh, number one started kind hey, of choppy with one, uh, one. But number two was.
1: Uh, I don't even remember what I had for number two.
0: It was when he first goes to. <clears throat> God, I can't remember the name of the country. No. Florent. Is when he first arrives in Florence, With the green And the <laughs> This is sad with, with, See, I, I remember the green now and the and the, you
1: know The thing Um, okay, okay. I, the, I, I thought was that was, was a better point. starting point By the time you read this Let's see, where are we Yeah, I've reached my destination uh, Rest midway up I'm not Really, you think so? Huh. It doesn't feel as strong to me. I feel like there's well, more. I feel like I feel like there's more exigence in in the first one because there's this element of fear,
0: eh.
1: and there isn't there isn't the fear in in the well. I mean, depending I don't on think where fear you're is always picking the up, best place to start. Depending on where you're picking up, I mean, it could be either one. Uh, mm-hmm. That's more powerful. So.
0: Eh. Eh, eh, eh. at any rate um with starting the second arc you know it would be a good time to do a good jumping off point and um yeah well again it's it's kind of hard to talk about it without giving things away because yeah. I, I have read all of the first <laughs> arc um
1: i uh i will talk to you about that after we finish recording kyle <laughs> um
0: spoilers <laughs>
1: Yeah, I but, might, I might, I might see if I can shift a few things, um, which which will be fun.
0: I just realized I was going to bring something up about my comic, but I can't talk about it either because it's also spoilers. I didn't think it was, <laughs> but it is. Okay. Okay. Um. you <laughs> um, <laughs> we like, have it's, things. It's only a spoiler until like, in, until like one more issue, but like. damn it okay again i'm going to try and talk about this as if it's not um without discussion of the actual plot right
1: uh
0: i'm going to so while all of the characters are used to this um world already i'm going to do two things to continue to world build first off i'm going to do kind of I'd almost call them flashback chapters, but I'm more of expositionary chapters, chapters that don't necessarily follow or that follow the characters, but don't follow them in their present state. So that's one thing I'm going to do. Okay. I'm also, there are factors of this world that certain characters know more of than others. And so I'm going to use that to explain, I'm going to have okay. the more experienced characters explain to the less experienced characters um, I, I've got to do it in, of course, an organic way, cause, but, but I, I need to avoid the as you know scenario, <laughs> for sure. Um, because, like, okay, here's an example. Um, this is not a spoiler. This is a preview. In the first chapter, <laughs> I mention this is a spoiler. Um, this is a sneak peek. In the first chapter, um, I, I mention. Uh You know, beings that I've named angels for reasons, and in this upcoming chapter, uh one of the characters, Gabriel d- d- is meets the right word, <laughs> <clears throat> comes into contact with an angel he Gabriel has not encountered them before or cast the protagonist hats, so that is going to be a moment where I can explain things slightly. Does that make sense? Yeah.
1: Um, that yeah. That'd be kind of. Um, that'd be kind of in the moment. No, don't do this. Or yes, do this. Uh, just kind of explaining as you go. Um, and you know mm-hmm. that 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 comes down to you know there being different forms of exposition, whether it be by uh, you know explaining via dialogue and kind of the audience being there to overhear it uh whether it's stuff that's just you know happening that you you have to see or or whether you know it's a it's a mix of both uh so that that's that's at least what I'm seeing for it
0: hmm um, but yeah and then I'm also thankfully in at the end of the um first book i guess. I am going to be introducing a new aspect of the world. And so that'll be just fine. That that it's going to be a, a much easier beginning for me, I think.
1: Don't uh Don't drink it for yourself, Kyle.
0: I'm I can get ugly. Just hoping. <laughs> not saying just saying. Yeah. Um <laughs> Is meets the right word? Is meets the <laughs> right word.
1: Uh You know what? I'd say it was more like a Never mind. <laughs> I'm not.
0: Yeah. Chapter three is really scary, guys. Like, <laughs> I'm. I'm really like. I'm iffy about putting this thing on. The can internet. we? Can we?
1: <laughs> can we? Okay. Let. We can't tell what happens, obviously, but we can give our own reactions to it, and we mm-hmm. basically, um, okay. Well, obviously, uh, Kyle's. We're talking panel.
0: about the angels, by the way. We're talking about the angels. The angels are horrifying. Kyle's in that Seattle
1: and I'm in I'm in Evansville and, and you know, we hold all these things via Skype and you know, we, we talk via the podcast and we talk outside of them anyway, and a lot of times we bounce we bounce ideas off of each other, which is which is great because we have a lot of experience with each other, we kind of know what to expect, uh, everything is up front and so a lot of times what's happening is Kyle will be working on uh, on these these sketches and and even the actual you know drawings and and storyboarding for for of thelate and uh, i'll just be watching him as he goes, and sometimes i'll come in like right in the middle and that's what happened with <laughs> with these like <laughs> throughout the day we'd been texting, and he was like. He, he he just kept on going about how he'd been getting progressively more uh, terrified of this every time that he added any little detail or <laughs> or edited it and i was like yeah, okay okay show me show me and i was like holy shit that is terrifying <laughs> <laughs> what it the just hell, kept getting man? worse and then you're like well okay maybe if i do this and it yeah it just kept on getting darker and darker and darker <laughs>
0: And then I didn't think that what was happening was clear enough, so I added a just entirely <laughs> extra page showing in gruesome detail what was happening. Yeah, it was. It's, <laughs> and it just... it's, it's... <laughs> but, you know, all this aside, it's hilarious because, you know, some other artists I work with, like, some of some of them yeah. uh, are, like, actual horror artists. Like, they, they are used to drawing monsters. And when I took it to kind of critique group, I'm like, so... Is this horrifying enough? And some of them were just kind yeah. of looking at it like you squinty can eyed. <laughs> yeah, you, you could do more, could is do what more. they said. <laughs> like, do some more body horror. Like, have some legs <laughs> just sticking just, out. Uh,
1: <laughs> just to rip them right up. You know what I mean? Like, just, just.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just, ah, ah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> just turn that sound into an image.
0: Mm. Yeah, and. Um, with, with both this issue and the next one um since this is still in the beginning I am trying to kind of stretch my boundaries as far as how I, how far I want to go into certain things as far as like horror and like um, for lack of a better word nudity <laughs> um, just like how much of like how much do I want to show how mature do I want to make it because originally I, I saw it as kind of an all ages thing. But it's quickly become a lot it's, darker it's not than an all ages thing. Kyle. This thing. It's not. <laughs> well, then again, D. Grayman is an all ages um, all ages thing, and oh god, those things are terrifying too when you think about them for too long. <laughs> I, mean, uh, I mean, like in the first chapter, there's like you you see an image of like this like metal skeleton crawling in through this person's mouth.
1: I was uh I was having a discussion uh, the other day with with a friend of mine. Uh, and he was talking about how his, how his pastor, you know, him and, him and his pastor have, have a few very big, very big differences. And, and one of them being that, you know, uh, the pastor makes it a a point to be, to be simple about a lot of things and and that most of the congregation, you know, he, he basically won't take anything above, uh, say a, a sixth grade education. To which my response was, eh, according to certain facets of rhetoric, you know, you, you try and make yourself plain for the audience. Uh, for which the rebuttal was, well, there's a difference between making things plain uh, and, and making things simple. Mm. You see, plain, plain is just, you know, trying to be as clear as possible and, 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 and uh, breaking it down a little bit. But, you know, you keep a lot of those major landmarks. And, and if you need to, you do add a little bit of complexity. You just kind of be as direct as you possibly can be. Whereas simplifying actually does take out a lot of elements. And there are some things, uh, Kyle, especially with, you know, what what you're doing now. There are some things that you you just you can't explain to a 6th grade audience. You, 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 you know, you, you have to, you have to make things complex in some cases. Um, Mm. You're never going to be able to explain astrophysics to a child.
0: Especially me. I am definitely never going to be able to explain astrophysics to anyone. (laughs) You can cut
1: (laughs) things down. You can cut things down and you can explain it to an adult, but it's still going to be complex stuff. And, and that same, that same logic applies to this and, and a lot of the themes that are in it. Uh, you can, you can only, you can only break those down so much, but ultimately, you know, it, it takes a certain level of maturity to, to be able to absorb some themes and, uh, and, and, you know, that's, that's. Just a side effect of of trying to maintain the quality of a piece, and ultimately, you know, it, it's a it's a better it's a better idea, at least for the themes to to yes, do that to to have a bit of complexity and maybe cut a few people out for the sake of you know getting that message across, because that's what it all mm-hmm. comes down to. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, what are you telling to them? So I'll
0: well, be honest with this um with this story particularly like kind of the whole point of how I'm releasing it is I wanted to tell the story how I wanted to tell it like if, and like with my novel I'm perfectly fine going through the you know Byzantine structure of modern publishing right. I'm I'm fine with people telling me things need to be cut with that as as close as I am to the novel I'm fine with that but this is something that I wanted to just come from me and that's what I'm doing so mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, ultimately, just I guess for all the people out there that are listening in the great void, um that that, you know, go with what you can, keep what you need to, and uh ultimately just give keep nothing going. back. You know, uh
0: Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 hey Kyle, what's that? <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs>
0: um well with that <laughs> i think it's about time we actually wrap up so before we go gary we've been talking about your things where can people find your things thingy things uh
1: the late letters dot is where you can find the uh the serial letters that we've been that we've been releasing every month uh, on the 20th you can find my my blog at gbmcdaniel3.wordpress.com i have been on hiatus for a month but this friday i actually will be releasing another uh, another post so you know there's that uh, i really need to need to write that and schedule it <laughs> Um, That's okay, Gary.
0: Um, I have one due tonight, and I just <laughs> now remembered about it. Yeah. So, <laughs> and of course, you know,
1: there's there's also SoundCloud where you can listen to some of my older pieces, and
0: via the, uh, the theme song to to this to this podcast. All right, and I'm Kyle Newbridge, and you can find me at uh, Newbridge dot com, Kyle Newbridge on, um, well, uh, K Newbridge on Twitter and i've officially done it i have a patreon i have and you can (laughs) yeah um if you look up kyle newbridge you should be able to find me i think probably i tried that (laughs) oh show me later well (laughs) i have the actual link here i think patreon.com slash kyle newbridge question mark ty equals h. so that's up Um, I'm not really advertising. This is really the first time I've advertised it outwardly because there's still some things I'm working out. But yeah, that's up. And if you want to support this podcast, you can donate to that and it will go to at least the hosting fees of this because there are some. Um, You can also find my comic, which we've been talking about, at ofthislight.kylenewbridge.com and um, I already mentioned my blog, which uh, updates weekly. And I think I was about to say, and you can find this podcast. And I'm like, wait, if they're listening if, to this, they've already found it. Well, um, I mean,
1: okay, you can find the podcast in a few places. There's, um, we release so it on SoundCloud. It is on iTunes. Uh, and of course, it comes out on, on, uh, on, you know, calendarbridge.com as well. So it does actually come out in a few places. And if you only were listening via one of those places, well, you should give us more listens and just go to all of them.
0: Yeah. You should instead of us thinking we only have fifteen listeners, you should listen to it a couple of different times on different platforms to make us think we have like yeah. thirty five listeners.
1: Boost uh you know, you know, boost boost our confidence, boost your learning, and just repeat yourself. Repeat yourself.
0: Repeat yourself.
1: Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. <laughs> but on that note,
0: Gary <laughs> No Before you before you repeat yourself into oblivion, and I'll <laughs> let you—I'll let you finish. But before I do that, if you have any questions you'd like us to answer on the podcast, uh, send me a tweet or email me. So my Twitter's is at knewbridge, and my email is kylenewbridge@gmail.com. Kyle Newbridge at gmail.com. You can continue now, Gary.
1: Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat, yourself. Repeat, repeat yourself. yourself.
0: repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. You repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. Repeat yourself. <oxide56>